guys, you're here with the Curly-Headed Chemist, and my name is Sandrika. I'm a second-year graduate student at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. In last episode, I talked to you guys about graduate school applications, and today I want to talk about how to handle graduate recruitment weekends in terms of current graduate students as host and also the prospective graduate students. I'm going to start off with the perspectives because I know you're super excited. So if it's after December 1st or the 15th, your graduate school applications are in and clicking on the submit button is as much as a relief as it is nerve wracking. I know that when this moment came for me in my life, I was extremely nervous. Even though everyone said I had nothing to worry about, I was riddled with fears and anxiety. I mean, what if I spelled something wrong? What if I put the wrong institution's name in my documents? What if I made myself look sloppy or not like the best version of myself? What if my top school didn't accept me? I suspect that most of you will be just as anxious as I was. And in later episodes, we'll talk about how to overcome your fears and deal with rejection because, come on, rejection happens in life. I was rejected to one of the schools I applied for, but today I want to focus on how to get the most out of recruitment weekends because in the end, you will end up where you're supposed to be and those recruitment weekends will help you figure out exactly where that should be. So now come the new year, you get your acceptance letters in the mail and it is time to prepare for recruitment weekends. You're amped up. I mean, who wouldn't be excited for an all-access pass to your dream school at virtually no cost to you? I think the biggest surprise for students interested in STEM is that our education is generally paid for. How so, you may ask? Well, typically graduate students are paid as research assistants or teaching assistants in the form of a stipend. And guys, just a disclaimer, like I normally give you, being a teaching assistant is not easy, but if that is where you're going to start, look at the positives. For those of you interested in an academic career, being a teaching assistant will allow you to learn how to be a better educator. And then for those of you that might not be interested in an academic career, being a teaching assistant will teach you how to communicate your science effectively which is what we all need to do as research scientists because what we do on the bench doesn't matter if we can't communicate it to the outside world. So like I said, you will be either a research assistant or a teaching assistant. Then on top of that, your department will fund your tuition and generally your school fees. Now, not all programs have jumped on the school fee bandwagon, but if they are a competitive program or if they're trying to be more competitive, then they most likely will. They also typically provide some sort of health care plan that you can use along with your parents' health care plan if you're still at that stage in life where you can still ride that wave with your parents. Now, not all acceptance packages are made equally. So make sure you pay attention to the location of your school and make sure you pay attention to what they're offering you because 
you will need that stipend to pay your bills. And unless you have outside family help or friend help, you're going to have to figure out how to juggle your money. And you're going to have to start adulting. Unless you're already adulting, then you know what to do. So today, I want to take the time to prepare you all for recruitment weekends in terms of what you should expect, what will be expected of you, and the things that you should look out for. This is not just an episode for prospective graduate students. It's also an episode for current graduate students. So current graduate students, please listen up because we want you guys to be good hosts. We need our field to grow and we can't do it without good hosts. So when visitation weekends came up for me, I was told not to worry about them as a prospective student because the schools had already accepted me. And now it was time for them to impress me. Now, I agree with this to a certain extent. Though your acceptance might be secured, your place in a lab is not secure. You want to make yourself noticed and seen by current graduate students and PIs. Now, that doesn't mean that you become overwhelming and you follow around one person all weekend. That just means that you still have time to get them more interested in you by socializing with them over the course of this weekend. Because at this point, they've only judged you on paper. And most of the time, only a small number of faculty members that are in charge of accepting students have even seen your application. So you still have some work to do when it comes down to hooking that principal investigator that you've been eager to meet for months. And for our hosts and current graduate students, remember that these prospective students have not signed on the dotted line yet to be a student at your institution. So it's your job to keep them interacting with you and other professors and other groups. Even if they're not interested in your group, keep them interacting, keep them socializing and getting to know the type of students that are at your institution. Most schools will give you the choice of two weekends to visit. I would say prioritize based on your interests and where you want to be, just like you prioritize the application process. For me, I knew what professors I was most interested in, and I had already done my research on them from my applications. Remember I said that I made that Excel sheet and I looked at their research group webpage and their papers? I knew topics that I could talk to them about in terms of their research. And I also had gathered questions, which I'll get into later, that I wanted to ask them and that I wanted to ask their group members. I made sure that I picked the weekends first that had the professors that I was most interested in and the institutions I was most interested in. Prioritize those because you can always visit another weekend. You can request an alternate date because you're still a student. Even though you've got these visitation weekends, you're still going to have tests. You're still going to have labs. You're still going to have a job. And sometimes they don't fall within the timeline. And so if you have to ask for an alternate date, just do it respectfully. 
Don't do it if it's unnecessary. If you can move things around, go ahead and go. But if you can't, maybe two weekends overlap for you. That happened for me. Call and request because they want you. They've accepted you. And if they can make it happen, they will make you an alternate visit weekend. And the school will still cover the bill just as they were covering the bill for the majority of the other students that could make their schedule weekends. So now I kind of want to talk about what you guys should expect from the graduate school that you're visiting and what kind of schedule hosts and prospective students should expect during recruitment weekend. So prospective students will usually arrive Friday afternoon or Friday night, and then they'll usually leave on sometime Saturday or Sunday morning. Each prospective student will be assigned a host, and you're generally assigned a host based on your interests. Now, this won't always be the case because we're going to have more prospective students than we do hosts, but I hope that you all get paired with a great host. Because honestly, who your host is can make all the difference when it comes to you deciding if you want to be at that institution. Because your host is that institution's representative, right? And if they're friendly, then you're going to get a friendly vibe from the institution in general. But if they're standoffish and they forget to take you to your next appointment or they don't show up when they're supposed to, then that could give you some really bad vibes about that institution. As a member of the recruitment committee at UNC, I know that we work hard to prep hosts and find hosts that are excited about their research and excited about our school. We want that host to have their full attention on making this recruitment weekend the best recruitment weekend that you've experienced. So please, hosts, Pay careful attention to how well you treat these students and please encourage them and give them pointers as they go throughout the weekend because they're really going to be leaning on you for guidance and support and be a friendly face to them. Even if you're not some one specific host, if you see a student wandering about, be there for them, answer their questions, help them find their host. Next, you guys should expect to have lots of dinners with hosts and sometimes hosts and professors and other department members. Guys, make sure you look for professors that you're interested in talking to. Look at their pictures, find out what they look like, and pay attention because that professor that you're really interested in might be sitting at the table across from you. And that is your opportunity to get to know them before you have to go into their office. Getting to know someone in a casual setting is an amazing way to really get to know their character. So take advantage of these opportunities that we're giving you guys. Next, you should expect to be exposed to the research within the program you're interested in at some sort of poster session. Generally, poster sessions are held before you meet with professors to talk about their groups and their research. But just in case the poster sessions aren't held before then, you need to give yourself a refresher of the groups you're interested in by looking at their websites and their most recent papers. Give yourself some talking points. 
write these talking points down, write down the work that you're interested in pursuing within that particular lab. Also write questions that you may have had while you're reading over papers. Show them that you're really intrigued about their science. So this segues into meetings with professors. So during recruitment weekend, after that first night, you can expect to meet with professors either individually or in groups of maybe three to four students. Now, in both situations, I think we can find some good and some bad. So if you're in an individual meeting, then you have the chance to really get to know that professor one-on-one, talk with them about their group structure, talk with them about research that they're interested, projects that are going on right now, possibilities for you. Have questions prepared, and I'll get more into questions that you could ask within these meetings later. But have questions prepared. Write them down. Take a notebook with you. Show them that you're interested and that you're not going to forget what they're saying when you move on to the next meeting. Now, if you're in a group and you're really quiet, you might have trouble because these people are go-getters. I mean, they're going to talk to these professors and they might talk over you. But this is your chance to shine. So go ahead and talk. This is your chance to talk to that professor and you might not get another chance that weekend because maybe they're not going to go out after dinner. Maybe you don't get to sit at their table. So use this opportunity to get to know them regardless of the people you're around. At least ask one question while you're in there, guys. And do not take out your cell phone. If you're taking notes, bring a notepad. I mean, it's super rude when you're in a professional meeting and you take your phone out. So no taking out phones, just bring a notepad, take some notes. Now, if you rescheduled your recruitment weekend, then you should expect to have some more intimate time and one-on-one time with hosts and professors because there's generally about five students who had to reschedule or something like that. And so you will have to man the conversation on your own. And that's why I say to anyone, prepare for these recruitment weekends, because if you're not prepared and you don't know what questions to ask, then you might not get all that you can out of that recruitment weekend. So take notes of some of the questions that I say are good to ask. And also ask, if you're an undergraduate researcher, ask your PI right now what questions you should ask. If you're at an institution where you've got graduate students there, ask them what questions they asked when they were trying to figure out what program was right for them. Take advantage of these moments, please, guys. And I'm not saying this is your only chance to ask questions because you can send emails. You can call later. Some professors are super open to communicating through email or phone, but that might not be every professor. So I want you to get all that you can out of this recruitment weekend. And don't just go into this expecting to learn only about the prospective professors that you could work with or groups that you could be in. Also take this time to get to know other prospective students. You'll be with them during the lunches, the dinners, the nights out. And so Get to know them because these could be your possible classmates. And for me, 
my classmates made all the difference. I also want to mention to you all to take advantage of things like department tours and facility tours, as well as campus tours. As graduate students, we normally don't get to see a lot of our campus outside of where we have to work. And so I think this is your opportunity, if it's offered, to really get used to that surrounding area as much as you can. And if they're willing to show off their instrument facilities, take advantage of that. I only had a couple universities that were willing to show us their TEM and SEM and NMR rooms. And I really enjoyed that because that meant that I had the opportunity to work with some of the most state-of-the-art newly purchased equipment. And that is really exciting to me as a researcher. And so I think that would be very exciting to the average prospective student. So if the university is willing to showcase these things, take advantage of it. Don't just go to the hotel and chill out. Take advantage of these tours. The next disclaimer that I want to give you guys is, I kind of mentioned it just a moment ago, but There will be nights where you just get to go out. I'm going to refer to these as nightcaps with the hosts. Generally, it's more hosts than it is um, professors that go to these things because you'll be going out to different bars and lounges, restaurants in town, or maybe it'll simply be a game night at the hotel. I just want to warn you guys that there may be alcohol there. That doesn't mean go crazy with the alcohol because remember, we're still at a recruitment weekend. This is still a big deal to us. This is still something that allows us to decide where we're going to be for the next four or five years. So you want to stay present in the moment, guys. You really want to get to know these people and hang out with them, chill with them, but don't go too far. So I've talked a lot about what you should expect from the recruitment weekend in general as a host and as a prospective student. Now I want to talk about what you should do. Kind of mentioned some of my pointers already for a host um, of how to be a really good host. And that just means that you're being attentive. You're being open to answering questions. You're being social. You're networking. Use those skills, guys. Get to know these prospective students. Show them that they're welcome. Now, prospective students, what should you do? I talked about getting to know your hosts. Make sure you ask them questions that you might not be too comfortable asking a professor, such as the hours that they work, how their PI communicates with them. Is their PI hands-on or hands-off? Do they see them in the lab a lot or do they see them once a month, once a week, once every two weeks? What is their PI's expectations? Ask them especially, ask them this, especially if you're interested in the group and compare different PI's expectations because maybe your personality fits more in with a different PI than the one you were most interested in. Ask the graduate student host how they picked their PI. What was most important to them when they made their decision? How do they juggle their life inside and out of lab? Is their group social? Do they hang out outside of lab? Are they a collaborative group? 
What about the department as a whole? Do they feel like things are very competitive in nature? Because some of us just aren't super competitive people. We just want to do the best that we can. And sometimes a competitive environment may not be the best for someone that's like that. Ask your host if they're ever nervous to speak to their PI about problems that they encounter or nervous to speak to them about their research, possible funding, um, different things going on in their life. How open do you want to be with your PI? Go ahead and think about that. Think about what you want from a PI. And these hosts can help you figure out if the PIs that you're most interested in align with the things that you want in a PI. One thing that I did not expect to ask was, is my stipend enough for me to live in this location? I mean, think about these graduate students that are in places like New York and California. Is their stipend enough? Also, don't forget to ask about things like transportation and parking, because if you come from a place where you're used to driving your car in every day, I was used to having a car in the city, but now you'll choose this program and you're mostly relying on bus transportation. That comes unexpected to some people. And so these are questions that you don't have to ask the PI, but you can ask the graduate students because they're living their daily lives within that area at that institution as well. And lastly, if you have any questions about tests that you might have to take, cumulative exams, or the class load on an incoming graduate student, ask the students how they handled this. And though I've talked about these questions in terms of questions that you can ask the graduate students themselves, you can also ask the PI. Ask the PI about their expectations for their graduate students. Ask them if they are hands-on in the lab. Ask them if they value collaborations. Sometimes it's simply asking your question in a respectful way that allows you to have a very informative weekend because you can ask a PI and the host the same questions and see if they align with one another and also see if they align with your own expectations. I would suggest to all of you to make a list of questions in advance Put that in that little notebook that you're going to be taking your notes on during meetings. Ask questions like the average graduation time for students. Um, What kind of work environment do they foster? Take notes so that when you're looking back over all of your graduate school weekends, you can compare and really make a pros and cons list of what is the best program for you. All in all, guys, these recruitment weekends are for you. They're for you to decide if this school is right for you and also for you to find possibly a lab home. But there's no pressure to find a lab home during this recruitment weekend. Many schools will allow you to choose a lab up until the end of your first semester or your second semester. And even then, nothing is concrete. Remember that you are our priority and we want you to have fun. I hope that these tips and questions help you navigate your way through Recruitment Weekend. Thank you guys for tuning in once again to the Curly-Headed Chemist.